Today is Friday, May 25th, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and one thing that is part of the philosophy of the community that Our Lady has shown to our founder and that has come to each one of us that has come here is the idea or the, the belief, the thought, the philosophy, the way of life of not wasting time and Tonight, throughout the course of the broadcast tonight, uh, we're not here to waste your time, but instead we're here to give you the direction uh, that Our Lady has shown a friend of Medjugorje through the messages. And so, as we begin this broadcast tonight, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer, to go deep into your heart, and ask Our Lady to speak to you tonight as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Mary, come to you in prayer and in preparation. If you're coming to America, the purpose of your visit, July 1st of the 5th, to pray for our nation, heal our nation. And if a people pray and humble themselves, I will hear their prayer and heal their land. We make this invitation when we invite those hearts who hear this between now and then to add their prayers to Mary that you may put this seed in your heart, magnify it, and represent it before the throne of God in preparation for what you, for what you do and when you come. We pray for tonight and for this message you gave today. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you awake today thinking that it was the 25th? Did you remember? Did you forget? Did you remember and then you went through the day and forgot about the time our lady was upon the earth, that she was speaking words? Words that she's been given now next month, next 25th, 31 years. your day so attached to the worries of the world, the things of the earth, that you're distracted. As a song we played long ago, you're going to miss this. We're going to miss these days. 
and we're so caught up in running the race. And some of us do to the message because we realize we're on a race, in a race to spiritually convert, spiritually renew ourselves, spiritually to purify ourselves. At the same time, these leads to physical changes in our life. So everybody's underneath this burden. The burden to change spiritually and the burden to change physically. It's a tough road to hoe. It's not an easy thing to do. And it's a cross. When Our Lady makes clear those things in your heart she's wanting you to walk and do and implement, it becomes torture. For one thing, you can't always do it and act on it. You may know what to do, but that doesn't mean you can do it. <clears throat> we spent years digging the hole we're in, and we kept throwing the dirt out so far above our head we don't have a ladder to get out. Thank God she's come. What would we do if she hadn't? I can't imagine facing a world as it is now without the messages, without Our Lady being with us every day. I think we'd all be in despair. I think God knew that, and He knew He had to give a divine mercy Just Sister Faustina to teach us about that and ground us in that as one of the precursors to Our Lady coming to even help understand more of her messages that he had to give in the same period of time to Maria Vitorta, the point man God, that we can see a side of Jesus that we don't know except what Our Lady told us recently. You see God through your own way, your own eyes, as you imagine him, not as he really is. The point man, God gives you the slant on the messages. That's why he says you must read them to Maria, the visionary of Medjugorje. People think they're condemned. We wrote to Cardinal Ratzinger. He sent it to Pope John Paul. Pope John Paul sent it to the Italian Bishop Conference. Italian Bishop Conference sent it back to John Paul. John Paul sent it back to Cardinal Ratzinger. Cardinal Ratzinger sent it back to our bishop here and said, yes, you can read them. It's part of church history. And we laid it on the line. We said, Our Lady of Medjugorje said this to Maria Visionary. We knew if they said that was condemned, it would condemn Medjugorje. People got mad at me for writing the letter in the, in the Medjugorje movement. But I've never belonged to a movement. I've belonged to a happening of the Virgin Mary, and that's where I see it. Because I have no atheism in me, in me in regards to the messages and with all these appearances, I wasn't concerned with laying it all on the line. People say you risk the church condemning because one man God's condemned by so many people. And we got a free verdict. You can read the point man God, Cornel Rezinger wrote back. My bishop was so excited, he was thrilled. He got hurry to talk on the telephone when he called me. He knew nothing about the letter. That letter came 11 months after I was dealing with the Vatican or talking to them or writing to them twice. And so it is, there's so many things that it was in preparation for these apparitions today to help us have the proper slant. The point of man, God's one of them. Divine mercy, Sister Faustina. 
Even what we know about Padre Pio, all these are precursors and preparations. The prophets of the coming of the Holy Virgin, just as in Jesus' day, the coming of the Messiah. This is her time. A time that's been prepared and laid out for a long, long time. We're digging some geothermal wells right now to cut our power bill to save money. They hit 240 feet today on one of the wells, which are all that deep, or actually deeper. And that depth they've put up charcoal. It's incredible. It's really exciting. Look, what is that wood doing 240 foot deep in the earth? They found all over the world. They prove it. That Noah and the flood piled up in ravines, massive, massive amounts of wood. It's exciting looking at something that's thousands of years old. So there's no way to be down. 240 feet above the earth, below the earth, without that being thousands of years old. I was listening to a radio program I was out today, and they talked about Israel. Just found an archaeological dig, something about 20 miles from Jerusalem that was very exciting to them. And it was things in regard to Solomon and the temple. And it matched the Bible, the description of what they found. I couldn't listen to enough of it because I didn't have the time. So I had to tune it out. But it was fascinating. The archaeologists in Israel are very excited because the Bible is what they go to to find that truth. If they find something and then they go to the Bible and read it and say, this is very close to the description of the Bible... It just proves the Bible, not the archaeological find they found today. It showed to be some kind of shrine after Solomon's time. Still thousands of years old. And so we have so many truths being revealed today, parallel in this, both discounting evolution, both in archaeology, in science, creationism, The reality of the flood were sediments all over the world. Very, very exciting. More and more scientists are using science to prove that we've been misled and believe in science that's led us away from God and the Creator. So we have all these things assailing us negatively. But on a positive level, Our Lady's apparitions and what she's come for has been prepared for with many, many things accompanying it. And I'm only mentioning a few just today in passing some things. And so it is. We have these words that come to us today from heaven, from a divine being given to her from God himself. Because it's her words who said, that these messages are conveyed from God. Awesome, mighty, 
powerful. Our Lady of Medjugorje's May 25, 2012 monthly message to the world. Dear children, also today I call you to conversion and to holiness. God desires to give you joy and peace through prayer, but you little children are still far away, attached to the earth and to earthly things. Therefore, I call you anew. Open your heart and your sight towards God and the things of God, and joy and peace will come to reign in your hearts. Thank you for having responded to my call. It's very difficult in our human nature for Our Lady to keep us on red alert. We see at the airports where we went through several years of orange alert, red flag alert. I think orange was the highest, right? I don't know why they did it instead of red, but stay like that for a month, two months, five months, two years, three years. It becomes normal. There's normalization of the orange alert is no longer alert. They kept it there too long. But Our Lady has the same difficulties with us. She's warning us. She's prodding us. She's telling us. And therefore she has to say, I call you anew. Open your heart. It's very difficult to stay converted. Oh yes, Our Lady says, conversion is easy for those who desire it. It's not difficult at all. But she says, the one who starts conversion, it's a process that should last the rest of your life. It's a difficult path. It's harder to convert after you've been on the road of conversion. Many look back on the honeymoon, the sweetness and the times. I remember people talking about when they got married. Oh, you're on your honeymoon. I know I was at least on a honeymoon the first 36 years of my marriage. We're just over 36 now. How do you make that last? You're in love with the concept that God gives us to renew ourselves through conversion, anew. Marriage is the same way. We need to look at marriage in that covenant in the same way with God, that we stay anew and stay in the honeymoon. But our human nature is against that. And if you're going to allow the intervention of things, earthly things, attachment to these things, instead of looking at them, are they useful temporal goods for God's kingdom? Are you in love with that? Do you love those who get that who gave it? Or is that what you've been given? Our Lady longs for those days when things were new for us. We see many young kids in the community. We're always having one born every year, sometimes two, three a year. And it's a joy for us to watch them. Everything's a discovery. They look at you and point to it like, because they didn't know it, you didn't know it. These little scientists, look at this, and it's marvel watching them just as you would primitive people taking a mirror, mirror to them in 1950s 
land in a helicopter or something. So we're a joy watching this. But now, because we're converted, we know it all. We need the faith to believe what we already know. We must make a decision to pray, to turn towards God and those things of God, not those things of the earth. It can be the same thing. It's how you look at it. Is the things that you're attached to, is the things that you have, can you detach yourself from those things and turn them into something that advances the kingdom of God? That's what I did in business. That's why I changed everything too. How can I use this for God? I don't know how I can use it. But if you give it, he'll find a way. And it's amazing how you can use what you have to bring conversion to others. It works that way. Life has been a teacher
to believe what I already know. as Christians lead the world, or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life, and through that, to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world. A remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. And click on Medjmart. Or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. I wanted to um, draw your attention to the the words of Our Lady where she says, uh, Open your heart and your sight towards God. In particular, open your sight towards God. It seems a little of an awkward thing to say. And I want you to comment on that, what your thought is, what she's saying. But before you do, I wanted to read another message in which Our Lady used that word. The only time she's used that word. And she actually gives an illustration perhaps, that would enlighten us to what she's saying in here. But the message is from August 18, 1982. And Our Lady asked a question concerning a planned marriage between a Catholic and an Orthodox. Our Lady responds to this question and says, In my eyes and in the sight of God, everything is equal. But for you... It is not the same thing because you are divided. If it is possible, it is better if she were not to marry this man because she will suffer and her children also. She will be able to live and follow only with difficulty the way of her faith. Mary, the virgin, would be stoned for saying that today. That is not politically correct. You can't tell somebody they should not marry somebody because they're of another faith, much less another race. But listen to the wisdom of Our Lady. 
She knows marriage is difficult enough. Why do you add more difficulties to it? But see, we don't see things as God sees it. And because we are divided, she says something really, if you analyze this message with the prayer, is an incredible statement. She'd be condemned for saying such a thing. And yet, she says that it's true. Do you think Catholics for, for decades and centuries said that you shouldn't marry somebody outside the faith? Was that because they, they thought other religions were going to go to hell, Christian denominations? It's obvious. If you're Catholic and you're Baptist marrying, then you've got a difference of belief if you want to cling both to your own beliefs. A Baptist would be better off marrying a Baptist. And so Our Lady brings up something really important here. In the sight of God, he doesn't see these differences, but we don't have the maturity because the ways of what we are, we're divided. And Our Lady wants us to come in union with oneness. And she says, don't marry. It would be better not to marry. She said, you can't. It's going to be better for her if she does not marry this man. Incredible message. I'm glad you brought that up. But you brought it up more for something else, which is in the sight of God. And Our Lady said today, your sight towards God and things of God. Let's go backwards with this message. Things of God and towards God. What? Your sight. How do you do that? You've got to open your heart. I call you to a new. In other words, don't be what you've been. Therefore, she calls, I, I call you a new. Why? Because earthly things, which is what you have your sight on, and attachment to things of the earth, has driven you still far away from me. And for many people, even further. Attachment to things have grown in the last three decades. There's more attachment to things now, even among our latest children who follow her, than there were 30 years ago. They fondle the cell phones. Everybody's got to have the laptop, the electronics, the technology, the glitter, our lady. Her, she used the words through the glitter. She said, through modernism, Satan diverts you. People are captivated by these things. They're wanting people now to write why people shouldn't be texting while they're driving. I don't need to know why you shouldn't be doing that. They're going to put advertisements out to show people why you shouldn't do this. Our lady says, you're the light of common sense. We've lost this. We don't have it anymore. But what's interesting to me about this is I wrote a whole uh, running theme for a little while in the book. They fired the first shot 2012. They fired the first shot. And when you got a fire a shot, what do you do it to? What do you look to? Your sight. And if you go further and further from God and you look at earthy things, 
those who have the sight on God, you'll eventually fall in the pattern because there's a separation taking place, will be so grow in evil if you get too far off from God that you'll be putting your sight on those whose sight is on God to persecute them. Hitler wanted to start what he did for morality. In a lot of ways, Berlin was wicked. He despised some of the sins that were going on. But he had it on an earthly kingdom, his, and he grew further away from those beliefs. It was a good vessel for possession, or whatever degree God or Satan took, took over him, and God abandoned him. And so it is, those who are still away from God, far away, attached to things of the earth, is dangerous for you. Because Christianity, the bishops, the church, is in the crosshairs by, of, of those people who are far from God. Don't think, because you're a Christian, you can't fall from that. There's Christians who are now atheists. It's a serious thing. And as we always know, this is another insight into this message. It always has insights into it. In the sight. So it's obvious to us that we have such an attachment and an attraction to things that we really don't need. But we think we need it most. What do you need most? What is the thing for you that you must have. So your question in regards to the sight and that Our Lady said in the sight of God, if you have your sight on God, then you can understand what's in the sight of God that's correct and right. Many people that have the sight on God and wisdom wouldn't have any problem with this message. But many people Today we call it a bigot. Many people would condemn her. But their sight's not on God. Their sight's on something human and on what they believe in. So we have to realize that he's here to give us what we need the most. And that most is our sight on God. A listening ear. Her guiding hand, words to the right place of direction. She's waiting, full of love with open arms. What's your home like? How do you view your home? Are you attached to it? Or is it heaven? What we don't need is most is the attachment of earthly things that give us a false security. These things will fail you. I'm in love with my home. I built our home through love. With the concept of heritage, with the concept and idea of giving it to God for His purposes, to be home, not a house. What comes from that? When a place you can call home? Joy, peace. That's what comes raining, raining in your heart. 
Our heart is the home that God wants to rest in. And this can manifest in the physical structure you live in. Because if he's in your heart, he'll be in your home along with the angels. It's what you need most. I didn't know what I needed I only know I needed something A little help with life's puzzles A chance to be myself in the light And when I need it the most A listening ear or a guiding hand A word or two in the right then I found a house I could call a home For a while a place to learn and be and grow A place full of love and open arms I found some people I could call my own Understanding and a feeling that I'm not alone It's what I needed then to move on to now It's what I needed then To move on to now You can get lost in the middle When everything seems like a riddle And you don't like the game Every Well, all I wanted was to be real And understand the things I feel and To feel like I have some direction Well, I found a house I could call a home For a while a place to learn and to be and grow A place full of love and open up Found some people I could call my own Understanding and a feeling that I'm not alone It's what I needed then To move on to now It's what I needed most I needed then to move on to 
This home that a friend of Medjugorje was speaking about just a few minutes ago before the song is a manifestation of turning your sight towards God. And this is a place, of course, that Our Lady came for the first time in 1988. She chose to appear there. Uh, and when Our Lady was given the choice to appear in the field, only one time that Our Lady actually appeared in the field during that period of time all the rest of the apparitions took place in the bedroom in the home. And it's that home that will be open to you July 1st through the 5th. Our home here at Caritas and the bedroom where you'll be able to pray and give your heart, your family to Our Lady. One thing that a friend of Medjugorje used to always speak about was he used to speak about how many angels were in the house. His wife, Annette, has a particular fondness for angels. And he said with all the boys that he had, Many, many times uh, it was seen as if it was an angel hospital from all the repairs of everything that, uh, from just the, the, the life of having kids and having all these angels everywhere in the house. But I remember particularly a story where he told where he came into the house and there was a pig there, a ceramic pig. And I don't know if you want to finish that story, but you asked what the pig was doing there. You can finish it. <laughs> okay, so it was a ceramic pig. And he asked his wife, um, where's the, I, I don't remember if you asked her, where's the message of Our Lady or what, where's the, what's the spiritual significance of this pig, basically. Right. We don't want anything non-religious in the right, house. Right. Non-religious. It's got to be tied to the pig. And so. We've got to be tied to, to what our life's about. We want to look around the house and see reminders of who we are as a Christian. Right. What's a pig doing in there? That, a ceramic pig. Right. And so the next day, the pig was still there, but it had a, a slight makeover to it. And I think it had a message of Our Lady on it, written on it, or something like that. Or <laughs> yeah, she had, uh, did a magic marker job on it. Actually, but, it looked pretty good. But again, this is a, <laughs> but again, if you want to open up a little bit more about the, this attachment to earthly things and making your home heaven, uh, you spoke about the difference between a house and a home. And this is something that's seen a lot in today's society. Well, I believe a home should be something that is a reflection of who you are. That everywhere you turn, that you'll see, make a statement, I'm a Christian. It's easy for us to sit in our living room and pray a rosary. We've got pictures of our lady all, all through. You'll see people have been there seen that. Look at the pictures on the walls, upstairs, on the walls. Everywhere we look, in fact, I don't, I don't have any philosophy that there should be anything in your house that doesn't have some significance of the Christian life. In heaven, if that's our home, and that's where we're headed for eternity, there's not going to be anything without significance connected to God. And you can take that message, or rather that belief that we all know as Christians, 
and put that into your life because Our Lady says, that we've quoted many times, if you begin to live the message, you won't feel this passage from this life to the next. So your home should be reflective of that. You should be in watching that what you do bring in your house or you secularizing it. You know, it becomes just idle things. What do you want? A stupid uh, figurine in there that means nothing. Or, or whatever things of, of no purpose and no value it says nothing. I used to go to France often and speak, and I, we'd buy crucifixes, we'd go antique shops, we'd get them for nothing. Things that were, years ago, they were actually giving things away for almost nothing. Beautiful crosses and crucifixes. And so our homes should be a reflection of this. And the more you do that, the more easily it comes to pray. And so Our Lady asked us to not only make our heart this way, but we do the same thing in our churches. It's a reminder of who we are and why we are what we are. And when you come, you'll see that in our house. It has purpose and intent. That we're believers. And we want our life to reflect that in a strong way. Do you feel your life sinking? Life is about to radically change. Man is always given signs before divine intervention. The woman of Revelation 12, the great sign warning the world, find salvation now. The mother of Christ, the great sign, appears daily to Medjugorje visionary Maria with a message. Without Jesus, you have no future. Come to Five Apparitions of Mary, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. A 4th of July giving yourself, your family, and nation in consecration to the Virgin Mary, to Jesus, to heal the heart. Call 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. See medj.com, that's M-E-J dot com, medj.com. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. We're all used to kind of hearing Our Lady talk about that we're preoccupied with earthly things, but it's a little different to hear her say that we're actually attached to the earth itself in some way. Um, we all know there's an imbalance with, with the earth these days. You hear all the things about global warming, about the green movement, the environmental movement, the government regulations that are trying to protect the earth and things like that. Um, but how is that different than being preoccupied with your own garden or your own little plot of land or being preoccupied with trying to get your own little plot of land, the things that you're so strong about in directing people towards this? What is the distinction between the way the, the world's views the earth and the way you see Our Lady's leading us to view the earth. Well, I built my house hidden in the woods. I built the Tabernacle of Our Lady's messages hidden in the woods. They're beautiful. The setting's beautiful. An architect designing a building like the Tabernacle of Our Lady's messages will put it right on the highway. He wants everybody to see it. People that build their houses sometimes on 30, 40 acres land will put it right on the road. The difference in the two is the mentality. 
to have it for the purpose of the Creator or for the purpose of showing it off. Because this is my thing that I have. Well, I see it in the heart of solitude with God and gratefulness that He gives it in the midst of creation. And this is a good point about attached to the earth. Our Lady says this. This is an assault against the mentality. And that's what this is about, mentality. The difference of your garden and loving that and your homestead and what you do is just a mentality. We built a beautiful building, not for stones and wood, and to look up with gloriously erected, but to reflect the beauty of God. And so you have a real, real sickness today in society and culture. Actually, it was created to entrap man. No environmental movement is sick. It's a disease cancer around the world. The mentality is the earth is very fragile. It's very weak in its ability to cure itself. And those who have followed the writings I've put up for years, the earth is robust, vibrant, teeming with life. In the middle of a disaster while it's occurring, a hurricane, already spreading seeds and, and softening them up, ready to plant them in the mud to recover, and within a week, sprouting. Even in the midst of its disasters, the earth is already beginning to heal itself. Why? Because that's how God, God designed it. So this attachment that you can't go in the woods, you can't go out in this, we got to lock off land, we got to do this, it's from the devil. It was given to us to have dominion over. It was not given dominion over us. It's two different things. The environmental movement's mentality is dominion over us. Put the, put the building on, on the road. Earth is something to look at from a distance, but don't go into nature. To understand more of that, go into the book, look what happened while you're sleeping. This is really active. It's real. If you're out and trying to do anything with land now, it's incredible what the environmental movement has done and regulated. It's evil. Some of the people that's in it think they're doing good, but they're far away from God. Little children, you're still far away from God, attached to the earth and to earthly things. She's not talking about attached to you, Carl. She's talking about the earth itself. But you grow that garden. You build the house back there in the back of the woods. And you'll feel something different. You'll feel a connection to God. That's what we're supposed to be feeling. It's the living proof. And so lady says we're still far away. We must begin that long journey with her, an uphill climb. With her, you'll endure lonely nights. But we're in a fight. We're a fight for what's right. And it's not right what the environmental movement is about and what it's doing. Our Lady wants us and our life to be a living proof of her messages. Our home was built for that purpose, even when I didn't know Our Lady Medjugorje or about it until three or four years after we began the construction, which lasted eight years. I'm giving testimony. I'm not putting it on, on front of the road for you to know about it, see it. I did these things for a purpose of heritage, for love, for marriage, for family, for God. I just happen to parallel when our lady comes to the world and match that time. Lady the foundation in 1980. Came in 81. Or in 80, 81, actually. 
So Our Lady wants us to go through storms. She's going to put us through suffering, very difficult, difficult things. But that's living proof of who we are. We do have a long journey through 30 years of apparitions and continued conversions. And it's a tough fight. But she wants us to give a testimony of how she brought us through this to joy and peace. Nothing you're doing is without value, without purpose. She'll show you, she'll make you live it, and you'll testify to the truth. some lonely nights but I'm ready to carry on I'm so glad the worst is over I can start living now Ooh, I feel like I can do Now I'm free 
something about my life's been easy, no. But nothing's gonna keep me down, no, down. Cause I know a lot more today than I knew yesterday, So I'm ready to carry on, oh, Lord, Does your life give reality to Our Lady's words? Can people look at you and say, you're the living proof of the messages? I believe you. I believe about Medjugorje. Because I see in you something to believe. Are we to be arrogant living the messages? Are we to be put our house on the road or our buildings and architecture out for all to see? Or are we content to keep it hidden when people come up, they feel God, they feel the presence, just like people do here. We have Protestant ministers come here and pray because they said they feel peace. They would not have stopped by if we put the tabernacle or related messages right on the highway where they saw it every day. The noise that goes by, the traffic. You see it one time, you saw this nice building. After through it has no life. We wanted life to take place in the building through the life that was in our hearts. And it attracts even Protestant ministers. It's interesting, I was coming back today on the way back, but on the way out I heard about the archaeological thing in Israel. And turned to another Christian station, I heard a minister talking. And he got my attention immediately when he said, well, Revelation chapter 12, the woman clothed with the sun. He said, what does that mean? He said, Catholics from the 5th century. He said, Mary was conceived without sin. And she lived without sin. And she remained a virgin her whole life. And called God, and was called, rather, God's mother. And also, Catholics imagined and believe that she was this physical sign spoken about in Revelation chapter 12 with the moon under her feet and on her head a cradle of 12 stars. We imagine this? Oh, he was bold. He wasn't just saying this weakly. He was saying with strength. Catholics imagine this. I chuckled because it made me think about Yvonne when he was asked, what do we tell people who believe the devil doesn't exist? He said, don't worry about it. When they die, they'll meet him. Can you imagine this preacher's face when he sees Jesus and he has this to say about his mother? Where's his wisdom? Are they in prayer enough? How can you be so far from God that you don't know that? You can go in their Bible, the Protestant Bible, and read Proverbs. Proverbs 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the open square, she raises her voice. 
Down the crowded ways she calls out. At the city gates she utters her words. How long, you simple ones, will you love inanity? How long will you turn away from my reproof? Lo, I will pour out to you my spirit. I will acquaint you with my words. How can you not find Our Lady? This isn't the book of wisdom, which they don't have in that book. This is Proverbs. That's in that book. How come they can connect? Because other Protestants are connecting. They do see this. They understand it. You know, pride is a big thing that blocks from sin. Sinners are punished by the bad fruits which their sins produce. We think God's got to come down and do something. No. We have so much bad fruit in the world today. Attachment to the earth. All these things really result in a, in a fruit that really comes back to punish us. That's the consequences of sin. We have people say, oh, well, love the sinner and hate the sin. No, don't buy into that. It's not love the sinner. It's love the person, hate the sin. We're not going to say, well, okay, you, you this way or you, you do this, this lifestyle. We're going to love you anyway. No, they're an enemy to God, especially when they start propagating these things as it's okay to be this way. Is it okay to be a, an adulteress and you're going to sit there and accept that? Well, okay, I don't love you anyway. You need to love them, but love them as the enemy. They're an enemy to God. They're not interested in changing. Get your sight on God. How does God see that? Oh, he loves them, but they're his enemy. He'll give them mercy. He'll try to convert them. But when they don't want to convert, when they want to propagate the sin and continue it, then you love them as a person, but you don't love them as a sinner. It's really the wrong way to say it. Love the person, hate the sin. Not love the sinner, hate the sin. We all fail. We're all sinners. Thank God loves us. But you have to have a repentant heart. If you have God in your heart, if you have your sights on God, you're not worshiping the earth through regulations, through your laws and what you're doing. You're long for simple life. You're long for your little house in the woods, your haven, your place where you can just retire in simplicity. That's what will be happening July 1st to the 5th. Many people who've never been here say, what am I going to do for five days? And when they leave, they all say, I can't believe this went away. They loved it. You're walking around in heaven. You're in total contemplation of God constantly and socially with others. Just as earlier someone said, I found some people I could call my home, my own, understanding the feeling that I'm not alone. Is what I need most to move me on to now. And that's what July's about. And come to the house in the woods. Come to the bad rhythm apparitions. Once you taste the simplicity, a slower place, this pace of life for these five days, people told us they were going on vacation, they've canceled that to come here. There's no vacation you could take, even with your children, that would be more fulfilling and gratifying than this. Pass this on to others. Open your sight towards God. It's easier to do amidst God's creation. You need this. Your family needs this. And your nation needs this. 
There's something beautiful waiting for you on this. So how are you going to build your heart? How are you going to open it to God? And how will you change your physical surroundings? Not attached to them, but use those are three things that manifest what's in your heart out into your home, the place you live, to live more simple, to live with God. How will that work? God follows us and asks us to be with Him constantly. in the woods built it ourselves because we could and when we were done we said it was good we wanted to live the simple life I gather wood right off our land split it for fire with my own hands Draw my water from the spring when I can Also we can live the simple life I just couldn't live in the city There's way too many roads and not enough trees I can only take it for a day or two Then it's back to the simple I was brought up at the edge of town One foot on pavement, one on ground Crowded days at school spun my head around So I'd hurry home to my simple life I can't seem to give up one or the other The city's my work the woods, my lover, so I'll go between the two forever, as long as I can live my simple life. I just couldn't live in the city, there's way too many people and not enough solitude, I can only take it for a day or two. It's back to my simple life Take it for a 
day or two Then it's back to my simple life So now I find my music in the woods In between chores of water and wood And then I pack up my songs of string on wood And bring you a taste of my sin It's all inside our heads No matter what we do Or where we make our bed As long as we are loving And we're fed Anyone can live a simple life Anyone can live a simple life I just want to live a simple life I always remember that the secret of wisdom always leads to the protection of God against evil men. And in an evil time that we live, we have the contrast of our lady's words that actually said, you're in a holy time. So we're in a time of division, a time of separation. And second Proverbs tell us, my son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands, turning your ear to wisdom, inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call to intelligence, and to understanding, raise your voice. If you seek her like silver and like hidden treasures, search her out. This is Our Lady. Search her out. She's waiting for you to attach to her to place your sights on God. We wish you Our Lady, we love you, goodbye.